If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump. So in this episode, we answer questions about fitness, health, fat loss, muscle building, but we also have some introductory current events conversation. Here's what we talked about in the first 42 minutes introductory portion of this episode. First, Adam talks about his pork butt. <laughs> he got some. He got some pork. Shout out on a He got butt. some high quality pork butt from Butcher Box. Uh, made it in a crock pot with rice and some other things. Sounds like a very delicious recipe. Now, Butcher Box delivers to your door grass-fed and high-quality meats and fish products. In fact, right now, if you sign up at Butcher Box, you'll get two pounds of 100% grass-fed ground beef, two packs of bacon, and $20 off your first box. Uh, they also have wild sea scallops right now and uh, a, po- a pack of Butcher Box bacon for only $20. Anyway, they are one of our sponsors. If you go to butcherbox.com forward slash mind pump, you'll get all those things I talked about um, and a discount. Then we talked about the Jeffrey Epstein controversy. Ooh, here we go. All the conspiracies. Super. Uh, We're all completely shocked that he committed suicide. Nobody could have predicted that. Wow, that came out of left field. Then we talked about China and how they developed the first Monkey human chimera. That's a cross breed between monkeys and humans. Uh, Yet th- another thing Alex Jones yeah. uh, <laughs> was right about. Was right. I feel like that's a sci-fi movie, right? It Something totally like that has happened. to be. Then we talked about uh, tardigrades. Those are those little water bear uh, creatures that can survive anywhere. Apparently, Israel shot up a sal- satellite. It crashed on the moon. Now the moon has been seeded with these little creatures. Water bears on the moon. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Then I talked about the chimp who did the American Ninja Warrior uh, obstacle course and uh, crushed it. I loved this conversation. It's so great. Uh, I talked about how the chili pad uh, that goes on your bed and allows you to cool or warm your bed with no EMF signals really is improving my sleep. We have a massive discount for you. If you go to Chili Technology, that's C-H-I-L-I technology.com forward slash mind pump, you can see the codes on that page to get discounts for all of their products. Uh, then we talked about Justin's 49er game. He took his kids to the 49ers. That was nice. Yeah. I shout talk about out momentous. I talk about how Jessica and I visited Adam's little boy Maximus. We had a made a nice little visit this weekend. Got to see the baby. I talked about how I had McDonald's French fries for the first time in 10 years. It's exactly as amazing as I remembered they would be. Uh, <laughs> mm. We talked about Target's pricing. Apparently, the price will tell you a lot about the product, if whether or not it's below wholesale, at wholesale, or above wholesale. Wholesale, And then we talked about how Amazon now has an influencer program. So if you're a social media influencer, you can make some side money by going to Amazon. Then we answered some questions. The first question we answered was, is it ever appropriate to train a certain body part for strength while training other body parts for endurance? In other words, do you have to train your whole body the same way, or can you mix it up? And what are the benefits? The next question, this person wanted to know what our opinion was on Weight Watchers. Is Weight Watchers an effective weight loss program? What are the pros and what are the cons? Um, The next question, how would you apply our MAPS workout programs to kids and teenagers? So we give it some advice for those of you who have kids or teens that want to work out. And the final question, this person wants to hear about how we met 
our significant others. Mm. So we talk all about that and that part of, of the episode. Also, this month, uh, for the first time ever, Maps Prime and Maps Prime Pro are 50% off. Now, Maps Prime is the program that helps you individualize your priming session, also known as your warm-up. Now, why is this important? Well, if you warm your body up according to how you move, you will get better muscle activation, better mobility. You will make your current workout much more effective. In fact, if you warm up the wrong way, it could do the opposite. So you want to make sure you prime your body properly. All the best athletes and trainers prime their clients and prime themselves according to their body's movements. Now, Prime Pro is our correctional exercise program uh, that we have. So if you have joint pain, if you want better mobility um, in particular areas of your body, like your hips or your ankles or your feet or your back or your neck, MAPS Prime Pro is the program for you. Now, if you're a trainer, both programs will bring you tremendous value for you and for your clients. Again, they're both 50% off. Now, the following code I'm going to give you works for both programs. So you can go in and buy both of them if you want for the discount. There is no limit. Here's what you do. Go to mapsfitnessproducts.com and use the code PRIME50. That's P-R-I-M-E-5-0, no space, for the discount. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time! Ah, oh, shit, Doug, you know it's my favorite time of the week! Ooh-wee. All right, we have two winners for iTunes, two for Facebook. The iTunes winners are Lidror and KHelper72 for Facebook. Sam Hernandez and Katie Sigurdson. All of you are winners. Send the name I just read to get your t-shirt to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, and include your Instagram handle, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. You won! How's your Star Wars mic over there working out for you? <laughs> it's pretty badass. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, how cool do I look, guys? Do you not? Can we not hear you when you do this? I know Doug hates it. When I, I mean, yeah, it's a lot, a lot less. I, I think Doug started me off first because I'm the most guilty. Like uh, any sort of like bump and interruption, I'm just like, ah, is so he the I worst? Have no, I have is no the worst? Uh, filter. I, yeah, pretty much. Oh, I'll wreck it, Ralph. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> wreck it, Ralph. <laughs> I knew it. I am not delicate. <laughs> I know this. No, there's not a delicate. You know, they say that a bull in a china shop. It's, yeah. That's Justin everywhere. And yeah. I know this because my youngest is just like me. Is he really? Oh, yeah, dude. He smashes everything and like just. <laughs> walks through the house he breaks the stuff like now does that make you more mind because as he obviously he's probably broken something that's pissed you off or yes. frustrated you or embarrassed you yeah so does has that made you more mindful yourself now like fuck, yeah dude, no it's I a kind of that pure reflection of myself and i'm like it's at first i'll get like ah oh, like i like i get like angry and then i'm then i realize oh my god i do this too like, all the time like i if something's barely just barely hanging off the table it's coming down like he'll bump in it somehow do you chip the plates when you wash them and shit uh yeah i've, I've done that <laughs> you put I've them in hella hard just break I've, I've broken a few glasses uh the last few months that's how you get out of dishes yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring, bring a couple of your wife's favorite dishes, and yeah. she won't make you do dishes. You know anymore. what? You she's would, given up on that. She's like, "Yeah, you, you're just gonna break stuff." That's you would like make, part of the cost. You would make a terrible ninja. You would never be able to sneak up on anyone. Yeah, you'd be good at the battle part. Right. You know what I mean? But be like, I don't know. I'm pretty like light on my feet, you know, and I want to be in sneak, but I then I would so. smash. Yeah, yeah you break something. Yeah, on an, yeah on accident. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how that'd work out. Anyway, do you guys have good uh, good weekends? 
Yeah, I went yeah, over. It was fun. I went and visited my buddy. Well, it was her, uh, his daughter's first first birthday, so we went out there. She did the. I thought this was pretty cute. They had uh, the was it the League of Your Own, the one with Tom Hanks and oh, all, yeah. the, all the girls. Oh, yeah, great movie. So he has a daughter, right? So and he he has a daughter, but it's so funny. He's a diehard baseball fan. He keeps dressing her up in like sport boy sports looks and stuff like that. I told him the other day, I'm like, bro, your daughter's so young right now, like you can't be putting her in like all blue. And in, and in a Dodgers hat, <laughs> like, <laughs> people are gonna mistake her as a boy, dude. Yeah, like you know, you gotta, you gotta at least like at least get a pink jersey if you're gonna do that uh, shit, right? Yeah. So, anyways, he did. A, he wanted to do a baseball theme, and so he did a baseball theme. But they did it uh, a league of their own. So all the girls had like the the cute little skirts and the socks. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought that was really cool. You know what else this weekend? Um, so we've been having people that come either stay with us or have been uh, you know making food as far as. <laughs> Family and friends, like really close friends and family, uh, have been incredible. Like as far as the support with Maximus, I mean, we, Katrina and I uh, almost every day have had guests or someone. It, by the bare minimum, somebody comes by and like drops us off something. And her mom made this dish the other day, and Katrina and I remade it because it was so freaking amazing. And we used the uh, um, uh, uh, pork butt. And we we put it in the the Ooh, good old pork butt. Yeah, so we so we ordered this. So we just changed our our butcher box order, and you can get like a five pound pork butt in there. So she she ordered that on the last order. So it just came That's in. That's a big butt. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we put it in the pot roast. Piggy got back. And you let it let it sit in the pot roast uh, overnight. I mean, you can't. It's like a crock pot. Or, or whatever. yeah, this I meant not pot roast. Sorry, the crock yeah, pot. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the that's what I was looking for. And you literally put uh, all we all we put in there was a little bit of this uh, dill herb, uh, a little bit of pepper, salt, and thyme on rub it on the meat, and then just let it sit in the the uh, crock pot. Then we did your protein rice. Mm, that's the bone broth pro instead of water. Okay, yeah. Yep. So we did the the protein rice, and then we do sliced avocado and then pink Himalayan salt. Oh, over that. Bomb! Wow! Oh, that sounds so good. Bomb! And it's great because it's one of those dishes too. Like I, anytime I can make something that I can eat multiple times in the week, over, and it's like it doesn't, like it doesn't taste like shit for leftovers. It's one of those leftovers that get better, like with the days because the uh, juices yeah, it marinates and in there. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So we cooked up the big old five pound pork. Because I thought about ordering the because I, I, you know, you can switch your box out on Butcher Box every month if you want. And we went in there and started switching around. And I'm not a huge pork fan i'm not a big i like bacon a lot but i'm not a big pork fan but i did see the pork butt and i thought that might be good for something like that because it's, it's oh, nice and fatty and dude. probably falls apart oh my god so, so I, I, maybe i'll do it then. oh yeah yes. and then the crock pot where it just simmers and gets it all nice and juicy it's mm -hmm. good and yeah. the and it complements that protein rice really good so the combination of all those together that's like a bulking meal yeah. man yes. right there well, that's where i'm at right now right i'm trying to put on some size right now so i'm like i'm enjoying the hell out of of meals like that have but. you guys tried the scallops yet i know courtney saw that and was like oh sweet she loves scallops they have the some deal going on. Oh, right the now. bacon wrapped scallops. Yeah. No, I didn't. I saw that too. Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect thing. You put them both together, two deals, bacon, scallops, and then you can wrap them. Shellfish, shellfish are, are quite healthy. They're high in cholesterol, which I've told, talked about building muscle. And they have, they're high in nutrients that are uh, <clears throat> valuable. They're hard to get in other types of foods. So every once in a while, you got to throw in a little shellfish in your diet. At least that's what Jessica tells me all the time. So yeah, know what she <laughs> we says. go with it. Yeah, Do you guys know that moose was really lean meat? Moose, yeah, has lean meat. Who, yeah. Who's eating moose? <laughs> I'm watching the uh, dude. It's so funny right now. 
I'm I'm like getting the, I'm getting cabin fever. You're watching everything, <laughs> everything, bro. Yeah, I know. You're like, dude. Did you see this documentary? Like, no, I can't keep up with you, dude. Bro, it's all. I mean, let's be honest. All I do right now is you know, Maximus doesn't go outside really for a stroller roll every once in a while. So that's like the break in my day. Otherwise, we're on the couch, dude. You know. And I'm watching movies while he's falling asleep on my chest. So I'm like, I've gone through so many different series right now. I feel like I've seen everything fucking, <laughs> oh, no. on all of them right now. But yeah. I, I went. I've been watching the uh, Alone, where they, 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 they've got him up in uh, uh, not Antarctica. They have Alaska. Up in Alaska. Thank you. And they have them. They dropped your back. Yeah, because that would be down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they got him. They got him up there, and they're on day 54 right now. And there's, I think, four or five contestants left. And one of the guys, I think, uh, he got it about day 30. He killed a moose with a bow. Oh, he wow. He killed a moose a with a moose? bow? First time ever on the show, right? So the show's now on, I think, season seven or something like that. And no one's ever killed big game. It's always been living off of bugs, living off of the Maybe squirrels, fish, fish. Like, those are typically that's... And they have a certain Dude, amount that'll of... that'll feed you for over a year. So he that this is what happens, though. Supposedly the meat is so lean mm-hmm. and he's not getting enough fat mm-hmm. that he so he kills this uh, moose. He thinks he's like won it. Like when he does yeah. it back in day 30 or whatever it was when he actually got it. Because it, I think it, it supplied him like five hundred pounds of meat, which That's you would insane. think. Yeah. But would, so now some of the meat's gonna have fatty, like the organs and stuff. Once you're done with that though, you're stuck with really well, lean meat. Plus it's gonna go rancid if you don't you know. So well, you freeze it. It. Yeah, well it, it freezes it. it freezes out there, so he's okay. But oh, okay. but what what happened was so you, to your points out, he did. He he carves off all the he had all the fat and he had it all in these jugs and uh, uh, a wolverine came and stole it. Oh <laughs> so they, and they went just for the fat. So then he was stuck with, you know, four hundred pounds of moose meat and you know he too was too lean. Too lean. Yeah, they actually. I, I can't remember what the what the term is for it, but uh, hunters and trappers in the winter um, sometimes would starve to death because all they would be able to catch are like lean meat animals, like rabbits, mm-hmm. uh, and they weren't able to get enough fat. And so you body little because fat is an essential macronutrient. So that, so that happened to this other girl. So this other girl has been trapping rabbits, and that's what she's been living off. And so with this, they have these. Uh, I think it's weekly or biweekly check ins. Where they send somebody out there, they check all their vitals, they check their BMI, and they tell them like if they can if they can stay or not. Protein poisoning, that's oh, the, that's part that's of the term. What it, it is called. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, or rabbit starvation, which was something that was common with trappers. They would actually starve from not having enough. Well, fat. so this girl, so huh. she's been she's been killing it, like she's been getting rabbits like crazy, but that's all she's been really eating that and some berries and stuff. And they actually just pulled her this last week. They came and they checked her, and they're like, "You're, you're, you're. Uh, we're worried about your organs shutting down, and mm-hmm. you're, you're losing weight too fast, and you don't have enough body fat on you. you your we, body starts to eat itself. Yeah. yeah, it is not a good position to be in. <clears throat> if you're, huh. if you're in a situation like that, you want to, you want to aim for fat, not protein, because right. you can get away with having. A little bit of protein, but fat. Whew, you, it's, you know. Yeah, I found that interesting. I mean, I've watched the season yeah, before. Those fat seals, you know, out there. With I, all the blubber. I thought for sure this guy would win for with when he caught a moose. You know, I'm like 500 pounds. This dude's got enough to last him for the next year. Of but meat. he lost the fat to a wolverine. Yeah, and a wolverine <laughs> apparently 
Those are the toughest little bastards like out there. Like you let them take it. Yeah. You, know yeah, I mean? yeah. you don't want to mess with a Wolverine. Yeah, he killed he actually killed it a couple nights later afterwards. He set up a thing to, to wake him up and then he came out and he actually fucking got it. Whoa. Damn, this guy's a badass. Yeah, he I was is a badass. Say, damn. That's a cool season. It's actually a cool season to watch. Uh my, my other two best friends are like huge into it, and I got back into watching it this last season because I was like fucking surfing mm. for shit to watch. Oh, dude, by, me in. by the way, how do you guys like the uh the, the conspiracy theory shit coming out with the this Bro, Jeffrey Epstein thing. Uh, yeah. Did we not call that? I mean, oh. I'm sure everybody called that. But I, it's just like, come on. Dude, now I'm not a huge conspiracy theory person. I, love, I think they're interesting and fun. But the reality is at the end of the day, it's usually the most simple explanation is the right explanation. So I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. But boy, does this one just keep making itself harder to... to like well, it makes itself... It's blatant. Let's, oh, it's like right well, in our face. Let's walk through this a little bit. Okay, so dude goes... Gets, he goes in, right? And well, he, okay, so st- you got to start from the beginning. He was a sex trafficker of underage girls. Right. He's a billionaire. A lot of people don't know how he got a lot, a lot of his and he money. he flew high-profile people to this island. Connected to some of the most powerful people in the world on both sides of the aisle. Right. So Republicans, Democrats. Kevin Spacey, uh, Bill Clinton. Yes, uh, actors, actresses, politicians from other countries, royalty. He's connected to Prince, I think it was Henry. Wow. He's connected to people in, in, in at the upper echelon of like the Catholic Church. Like yeah. This guy's got crazy connections everywhere. There's flight logs of... Like Bill Clinton was on his flight log, flying on his private jet to his private island that a lot of people said is where he had a lot of these underage girl girls. I don't know how many times he flew on it. Something like a dozen times, twenty something times. Twenty six. And many of those times without his Secret Service, which is very very mm. weird. But anyway, there's a lot of weird shit around this guy, right? He goes down for some uh, one of those crimes, but they don't go after the big stuff. He gets off real easy. Then years later, they go after him again. And so now he's like, fuck, now he's screwed, right? Yeah. They put him in prison. He tries to commit suicide, fails. So now here's the here's the the protocol. If you're in federal prison and you try to commit suicide and you fail, they it's put 24/7 you in It's 24-7 watch. 24-7 suicide watch. Yes, both camera and guard. You have no shoelaces in your room. Your sheets are thin like paper. They rip so you can't hang yourself. Yeah. 24-7, they're watching. But they didn't put him in that. For some reason, he wasn't on suicide watch. So they put him in this federal thing that they check on every 30 minutes. So every 30 minutes, he gets checked on. Apparently, he had a cellmate. This is what I've read so far. For some reason, they removed the cellmate. So now he's by himself. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the guards didn't check on him. And, oh, by the way, the camera that records, that's surveillance, 24, sur- 24-7 surveillance, yeah. malfunction. Oh, whoops. <laughs> so, he, dude, this is just uh, detective work. This is not conspiracy. This, like a this fucking, is dude detective this work. This is HBO special, bro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, dude. It's just not, you can't equate this to flat earth. Dude. You know, like, that's what pisses me off. Now, this what is you, real now shit. Now, what do you, okay, so let's let's have fun with the conspiracy. What do you think, I, I'll tell you what, my my, if this was a conspiracy, here's my theory. My theory is that he was so afraid of the shit that they were going to find. Yeah, he might have. He might have killed himself. That he just killed him. They let him though. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The, that's the thing. That's what I think. I think like I think you're right. I think that he he's just fucked. He's he like, probably did. He probably shit. did kill himself. But they probably let him kill himself. And it was like, listen, here's <laughs> we're going to get our here's hands on you. Cyanide this, pills. This is what's yeah. going. Why yeah, would they turn fun. the camera and everything? Maybe because they provided him with everything that he needed. Yes. Right. They're like, hey, by the way, we're not going to be watching. Here, here's a rope. <laughs> do you know, my you know favorite meme yeah, do was, know? was Hillary with a mustache, you know, last <laughs> yeah, visitor and log. a glass. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying when I saw that. Oh, so good, dude! It's so crazy. Yeah. You know what I think is going to happen? 
Mm. So every before every election, right before, there's always some crazy controversy that comes out. Now, usually what happens is the politicians know about this controversy and they save it. What do they call it? The October surprise? Uh, they save it. There's a name yeah, for it? Yeah. I did not know that. Well, it's yeah, like it's called, collateral. I, I no, mean, no, no. It's, called the, called, it's okay. called the October surprise. You, mm. I, Doug could look this up. Okay. In every election, there's always something that comes out right before it's time to vote. The, and it, the dirt. And it's always to sway the election. For example, sure. the last one was Hillary Clinton's emails getting, the, the investigation getting reopened. They called that the- Well, then the, the grab by the pussy like video that all of a sudden surfaced. That was the other side yeah, one, right? right. So uh, my, I think that there's going to be, what does it say up there? Oh my God, there's Wikipedia. a real- I didn't even Any know there's a real thing. Event See, yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, yeah. I, I knew it was a thing, but I didn't know that it turned. Well, no, so both sides have their, if this, when they have their strategic you know, meetings or whatever, what they do is they say, okay, here's what we have. Here's what yeah. we're going to work on now. Here's what we're going to work on in the next Here's quarter. Here's what they're going to get us with. Yeah. Here's where, how we're going to counter yeah, that. Yeah, because what you want to do is you want to drop something at the right moment. Because what ends up happening is it gets a lot of outrage, but then it wears off. Right, right. So you have to drop it at the right moment. I think there's going to be some crazy shit that's going to come out well, around all this stuff. My conspiracy has always been with any politician, like even to get the, the office, you have to have like something that you know you have to willingly give them as blackmail. Ooh. In order to even get into the ring, I like that theory. Yeah, yeah. Like we'll let we'll let you win. Yeah, but, but we gotta have some shit. We're on gonna you. have this, so then we'll 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 use this when we want. Oh you know? yeah. yeah. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Like they'll concede to that. Like, that's, that's not a, a backdoor bad, meeting. So I I heard I heard that there's like there's a lot of things that like both sides are so guilty of that there's like mutual agreements going that in they that won't fuck with they it. won't fuck this might be one of them. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's like I heard I hear I hear like many of the presidents have like second lives like uh, another wife and kids and things oh, in like wow. different countries and shit like that and that's fucking more common than not. Yeah. And because it's so common that a lot of times candidates are just like, that's off limits. Like you don't touch that. Because I do the same thing. I do the same thing. We know you do the same thing. It's like, you know, most our relationships are a shell anyways. Like, don't fuck with that. I won't fuck with yours. And so I've heard that. Well, the whole Hmm. conspiracy that there's this this elite uh, level of uh, fucking these sexual perverts and deviants that are into, you know, uh, sex trafficking with minors and children, all that stuff. That's been a conspiracy for a while, and the stuff that comes out around that is really fucking disgusting and frightening. Yeah. But if that were happening at that level, oh my gosh, could you imagine the 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 the, uh, the destabilization that would cause or whatever if shit came out and they're like, oh, uh, yeah, here's some people that Jeffrey Epstein, you know, provided with underage sex, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the Pope, fucking the President of England, uh, you know, whatever, the Prime Minister of England, the President. Yeah. I mean, it could be. You just started watching The Family, right? <sighs> I watched just the first oh, episode. Yeah, I yeah. watched. I watched three of them. I didn't finish it yet, but I'm I almost done with it. I think yeah. I'm on seven or something like that right yeah. now. It's it gets deep, dude. It is very interesting. Yeah, that 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 series. I, I I'm totally like into it. Like what they've created with that. Oh yeah, that's I I, I just don't I, I don't. Here's the thing. I. I have a tough time trusting you can't trust, regular people anyway. You can't watch those documentaries anymore. That's why I think it's so funny when people become so passionate about a candidate and they like they're like defending them to the teeth. Yeah, you like, don't know that guy. I'm like, I would never defend any of them motherfuckers, dude. You I kidding don't understand me? Understand anybody who's like that? Like you know, like just looking at them. Oh, he's a good guy. 
Yeah. Like, I, I like this guy more than I like that guy. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. That's how you're going to decide? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Well, I'm telling, I've said this time and time again. This is the truth. The people that seek that kind of power are the very people you don't want to have power, that you don't want to have power. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you desire it that bad, no, you don't get it. I want the reluctant leader. I want the leader that's like, Fine, you guys want me to fucking. I'll do this shit, but then I'm done <laughs> after a couple of years. Yeah, like there. I really don't want to do this. Yeah, because the money ain't even that good. Like, right? Their it's salary. The power. It is the power. Yeah. It just shows, shows you that it's all about the power. Oh, totally. the, the, I mean, the president's salary is what three hundred something or five hundred. It's not even. It's like fucking four hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fuck what? <laughs> yeah. All these people oh, want. You can charge speaking. But you spend millions, of millions of dollars, of dollars to get yourself in that position. This but, doesn't yeah. make sense. But they have free rent. That is good. You factor that in. That's cool house. Yeah. All you about, throw parties. All about the power. Well, yeah. speaking of, 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 of governments and weird shit, did you know that the very first, <laughs> this is, when I read this, I was like, this is not real. No, it's real. The first human monkey chimeras have been developed in China. Oh my God, bro. You're taking us to like, <laughs> What? Oh, this is real. Dude, what? An yes. international team of researchers has created embryos containing both human and monkey cells. This is like Alex Jones level <laughs> podcast right now. Yeah, dude, like this he brought this up like a long time ago, like on, on Joe Rogan's episode. Dude, yeah, he was talking about the uh the, the chimeras out there that they've already been working on. Yeah. So this is true. This is like like been verified. This, this is real. This is a no cross way, dude. Yes, no, this is a cross breed of human and monkey. Now they don't let it develop into you know a, a baby or whatever. They let it build up a bunch on of cells. Paper. That's what they're saying, right? Yeah. They let it build up a bunch of cells and then they they destroy it. And it's research because they're trying to find ways to grow human organs is what they're trying to do. Oh, I see. They want to find ways to right. grow human organs. But, I mean, in the meantime, you're developing yeah. a fucking- Can we just mess with our own stem cells first? Yeah. You know, yeah. Got a cross species Yeah, and here. now you know why they did it in China? Because <clears throat> the U.S. has laws against that. Uh, yeah, so for they, good reason. So they flew to China because, you know- China is. Uh, 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 we're, we may be a little, little loose. We may be immoral, but they're amoral. They have yeah. none. So they went over there and they made uh, a human monkey. Planet of the Apes coming. Oh from, my god, dude! It's fucking. This is the thing about science. This is the big thing. We, we humans need. We to don't chimp. ask if we should. Just chimp people. It's always can we? Yeah. yeah. Can't. It's never should we. And it's our own arrogance. God, what are we gonna do, man? I swear to God. Know, These conspiracy theories, scary, they dude. write themselves, don't they? Yeah. You guys want to have another one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're on a roll yeah. so yeah. far. Oh, so. I, I got a good one. Okay. So do you guys know what a uh, tardigrade is? Oh, yeah. Okay, I read this one. They call them no, water bears. Water bears. Oh, little microscopic. The Mars uh, thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're Explain these, this. I'm glad you so, went this direction. So tardigrade, they're these little microscopic <clears throat> animals that can survive anywhere, basically, without food or water. Well- so you can put them in space, no food, no water. They shut everything down, and their their cells basically turn into almost like glass, and mm. they can stay that way for a long time. We've brought tardigrades back to life who've been in that state for 10 years. Wow. So 10 years, no food, no water, just chilling there, and then we'll bring them back <laughs> to we life. we just crashed them on the moon, right? So Israel sent the satellite over to the, to the, to the moon, a lunar lander, and it had human DNA on it. It had a bunch of different things on it that they were going to test or whatever. Anyway, fucking crashed and basically smeared a bunch of tardigrades all over the surface of the moon. <laughs> so, so back up here because this is That's what this part doesn't make sense to me. So they're they're heading there with a bunch of DNA and these little fucking bear well, things. I think, it, and they crash like what? <laughs> these little bear things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. 
That doesn't even Little make sense. Teddy Rexpins. Like, up there. how does this happen? Like, you're heading up to space. What are you going there to do? With, well, with no, all this, dude, with, what are you doing? They're trying to preserve like uh, like human DNA, like a bunch of different things. Like, uh, in terms of all the books uh, that they've they've put on this disc, it's like a quartz disc that has like some kind of uh, I forget what kind of metal covering over it or whatever. So it just it lasts for like a hundred something million years. So it's like our civilization, you know, human uh, DNA, like all this stuff that like if say uh you know aliens find it or so whatever they're, they're trying to make like a lunar library that's yeah gonna like have a library like, like a human it's gonna have the whole codex en- or yeah whatever. it's gonna have like the whole english wikipedia on it human dna information you know it's just yeah. a whatever so, so they dehydrated these things and so you can rehydrate them later yeah, but they're living beings yeah so what so fuck man so we just yeah. basically put life on the yeah. moon that, so that can have- that can actually survive on the moon on accident yeah Imagine if those things evolve and get like huge. <laughs> All right, what if future yeah. future you know human civilizations or who knows what happens in the future? But then they go to the moon. They're like, we found life on the moon. How did it get yeah. there? I don't know. Make sure you Google what these things look like. Look, that it's is, creepy. he's doing it right now. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm talking to the people listening. Oh yeah, yeah, they they look they kind of look squishy, don't they? A little bit. Yeah, like you want to squeeze them a little bit. Yeah, they kind of, you know those moles that are like hairless. Kind yes, of like that. with the weird tube faces or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's crazy that we can blow up an image to be this big in this much detail. It's like, how tiny is this thing? Uh, it's, oh, a it's a microscopic, microscopic animal. It's yeah. not as small as a bacteria. I don't think. I think it's bigger than a bacteria. <clears throat> yeah, I wonder if you could see it with the with the naked eye. Yeah, no, no, I don't think you can. No. Yeah, so now there's <laughs> there's a bunch of. Water bears on the moon. <laughs> They're gonna rise up. I heard they did the same thing with the when they launched that Tesla car like out into orbit, and it's it's on this like uh, path of uh, I don't know like uh, ten or a hundred million years or something around the sun. But yet they put it in the glove box. Like they put that with the human DNA and all the what are they know, doing? Library of all this information. Why? I don't know. They're just like shooting wads out there in space, <laughs> basically. That's that. Hey, I mean, that's you've heard panspermia, right? You've heard that that theory before. No, that, we're doing that. So panspermia is the theory that Earth got its life from a meteor. Uh, this is the basis Earth. of Scientology. Too, yeah, that, that, were, yeah. <laughs> that Earth was lifeless, right? But it had good conditions. And then meteors hit the Earth, but there was life on these meteors. And so it it seeded the Earth, like panspermia. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, you know, mm. Earth got uh, jizzed on yeah, it got, by uh, the universe. Impregnated. Yeah. So if you believe that, you have to be fr- freaking out about these bears on the moon then. <laughs> Right? Bears on the moon. moon. They look like little bears. Big headlines. Bears on the moon. Everybody run. (laughs) Dude, speaking of animals, uh, I watched this video. You know what American, you guys know what American Ninja Warrior is? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I love that show. The crazy obstacles and shit. We had a guy on the show. Remember we interviewed him? Yeah, that's right. David Campbell. Long long time ago. So, anyway, uh, I don't know how they did this, but they got a chimp. Like a little chimpanzee, and they trained him to go through the obstacle course. Wow, bro! Was watching he from China, watching it, no, okay. watching a chimp go through the the course was so comical because so he's, effortless. He's fucking around, dude. He's not even <laughs> tripping. He's just <laughs> hanging. He's smiling like at everybody. His armpit. Look, yeah, I just yeah, yeah exactly. Scratching his armpit. He made it across, and he broke everybody like world records. No I just, way. Yeah, he's a fucking That's chimp, hilarious. dude. That is so crazy. cool. It was that so is, cool to see that. That is cool. Um, anyway. just makes us look silly. <laughs> anyway, dude. Yeah. Dude, so uh, I was talking to um, Jessica this weekend. Now that we've had the the chili pad, the Uller, for a few weeks, and we're just talking about how deep we've been sleeping, mm. 
And she's like, both of us are are, are just dreaming. So hard. what's her temperature? Are you guys on different uh, channels there? Or I start similar. I go sixty three on mine, sixty seven on hers. Mm. So she's a little bit warmer than mine is. And then the the part where it warms up to wake you up, mm-hmm. pair that with that that um, alarm alarm clock. Oh. Fucking amazing! Oh, really? it's been saving me the, the the last few nights because I mean we don't have AC or anything in my house, and uh, <clears throat> some of it like like our house is just trapped all this heat, uh, and to have that like normally I just sweat, and then <laughs> you know like my back would just be like sweat, wake me up a couple times in the middle of the mm-hmm. night. This has been saving me from that, even with the fans going. Oh, oh it's you- it's completely saved me right now because so last week. Um, it, it almost seemed like Maximus had caught a cold or something, but he had been really congested. And, you know, one of the suggestions is the steam and then keeping the house hotter, which is tough for me because I, <laughs> no. I, I, you guys know how, how cold I like uh, my house. So I keep it like Arctic in there. And, and on top of that, I have the chili pad. That's how cold I like it in my place. But with him, I noticed a big difference when I keep the temperature like above 72 which is like to me is I never let my house go over over sixty nine seventy like that's mm-hmm. like what me turning off the AC is me yeah, turning it to brutal. seventy, yeah. so letting it to get up to like seventy two seventy three is where he is really comfortable at and he can breathe better. So we've been keeping the house at like seventy two seventy three and the I now I make sure I go turn on the the Uller like fucking four or five hours before I'm gonna go to bed and. All the way to the lowest, the lowest setting. So it's like an ice box. When I get, I'm like, oh, and I, it helps me fall right to sleep. I could never, ever sleep with my house in the 70s. Yeah. Before I'd be sweating, tossing, turning all. Well, night I'm a floor. big, and I know you guys are gonna laugh, but I like to, I like to like hug while I sleep. I know I'm, I'm that, I'm that guy, right? Uh, yeah. But, but it can get Do hot. You start like that, and like, I mean, how long? Like, big all night. night, all night. Yeah, Jessica and I wow. are all night. We're like, she's like my little teddy bear, little burritos. Yeah, we like that. We both. That it works out great because I'm, a, I'm gonna. If you're not that kind of a person, if you're not super touchy feely, I will 100 percent annoy the shit out of you. Yeah, because I am, and I don't stop. That's the problem. You could tell me I'm annoying. I'm gonna keep doing it anyway. She likes it, so we're both like. But then you get the the Uller cools everything down, so we don't become a sweaty mess, yeah. you know, in the evening. But people people ask me this question, so I want to answer it on the podcast. Um, the, there, there's no EMFs in the pad. It's no, there's no electricity in the pad. It's not wires. It's water. Yeah. So there's no. You don't have to worry about sleeping on you know something that's producing a bunch of EMF or whatever. No, we wouldn't have fucked with it. If that was the yeah, case. Yeah. No. <laughs> Why are they dying over there? Guess, no reason. Yeah, just keep right. going. <laughs> I got Doug. D- Doug and Justin yeah. have an inside joke yeah, over there. <laughs> a little bit. I don't know. Is this dying. something that Sal does or what? Uh, no, no. Oh, something I do? No, no. no. You guys will hear it later. It's fine. <laughs> right. You got to go back and listen to the episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fucking guy. <laughs> anyway. Dude, how was the, the Niner game with your kids? I saw oh, you go- my God, dude. We had the best time. And I've, I've been a, a handful of times. Uh, Who was it that hooked us up with that? Momentous. Momentous. Which, oh. big shout out to them for you know hooking us up with tickets. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys couldn't go. Well, well first of all, it's not that I couldn't go. <laughs> I remember well. like, you guys want to watch? Football, you wouldn't have appreciated it, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, no. no, I saw. I thought that was cool. That you were they good seats or what? Yeah, they're he was great. On the, seat. He was well, on the field. Yeah, well, we went on the field for like uh, they gave us passes to go down there and like see the players before the game, practicing and everything. And so we actually got to bring the kids like right on the field, and then uh, they had a photographer take us like right next. Uh, to where the they were practicing and like we got this really cool shot that was all professional and then they mm. framed it for us and, and handed it to us later and there's this suite it was up in like the the Black Oak uh, Casino suite I believe but 
had the whole thing decked out, all the food, everything we could have hoped for. Wow. It was awesome. Yeah. So that sounds like a good time. Yeah, and they played. I mean, it it was a good game to watch too because uh, I mean it was. There was some some hits being thrown out there in that game. That's what excites me about football the most is watching like the people violence. cracking each other. <laughs> yeah, dude, because you know one of our guys got thrown out uh, for some personal foul, and it was total bullshit. And then after that, like the whole team got fired up and started just you know cracking heads, dude. I got excited. What was it? Did they win? Yeah, they won. What was the score? Yeah, I think it was 17-9 or something like oh, that. Oh, nice. Yeah. What a cool experience for your boys. Though. I love seeing pictures. That was the best part. I love part. seeing that. Yeah, I mean, the to be able part. to take your boys down to a professional football team's freaking field, I mean, that's just cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, and they saw these monsters that they watch on TV, you yeah. know, up close. There's nothing like it. Yeah, that's oh, that's that's so good. I love I love it. I love seeing stuff when you when you do stuff with your boys and your your family. It's so nice. I yeah, got to it was visit a good time. I got to visit Adam over the weekend too. Got to see uh, him and, and Katrina and their element with with the baby. Oh, that was nice. really nice. Yeah. Did, and Jessica got her her fix. So yeah, great, she yeah. finally got to see the baby. So Maximus time. Oh, Dude, this guy like... gave a gift that I, I was super rad. I didn't even know this was a thing. So Sal surprised Maximus with his first stock. What? So yeah, nice, yeah, dude. yeah. He bought him Disney stock. There's this company he, he that gifted you can... it to him. He gifted it to him. I thought That's that was super cool, man. Uh, well, you know, when you buy a, a, an infant something um, or a kid, I always think to myself, I'm trying to think like when I was a kid. I remember as a I got bonds as a gift a couple times, and I thought it was so cool hmm. because you know they mature ten years later and you, you make a little money. But bonds don't make you shit, you know. Yeah. You give someone a hundred dollar bond, it's worth 115 bucks, you know, twenty years later. <laughs> so I'm like, know. so I was trying to figure out what I could do, and I'm like, can how can you gift an investment. And you can do 529 plans and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't I don't know if they had opened one yet or whatever. Mm-hmm. You could actually buy uh stock, gift cards for stock. I don't remember the name of the company, but I bought some Disney stock cuz I figured it would be appropriate and Adam's a big fan of Disney or whatever and I'm like this will be cool. Maybe when he's 18 it'll be worth Maybe it won't be worth shit, but maybe it'll be worth money too. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know that might. No, be cool. no, I thought it was a freaking rad gift. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, yeah. that was so cool. Because and it, I told him right before. He had done that, that Katrina and I, we just had this big old long talk about this because the holidays are coming, and I know her family and my family are going to go crazy with my my son, and I don't want them to. I don't want them to buy. so many toys. I don't. Yeah, I just he's going to get plenty of toys. Like, if Mm -hmm. if a quarter of the family buys him toys, he's going to have more than enough toys than he needs, and then including ourselves. So what I would really love, instead of just burning money like that, is like, man— Put it towards an investment that he can later on in his life when he really needs it, he can use it. So I told her I want to start an account um, that's specifically for that and encourage family like to just you know donate to that, donate yeah. donate to his education in the you know next eighteen years versus just yeah, buying. Yeah, we did some, something like that with with savings, but that's even better having like stock. So it came in a card. It's and a then gift you, card, and you basically just just run the numbers and then you, like, but you pass give, it along. You put a dollar amount on it, uh-huh. and then they and then he just goes and activates it. Wow, that is yeah, cool. And man. then they have the stock or whatever. No, it's it's really it's really. It was cool seeing them with the with the baby though. It's mm. Just so. So natural and so comfortable. It was a great environment. Did he cry immediately when South started talking? <laughs> no, he didn't actually. Yeah, he oh. did good this time. You know good, why? How good? I I purposely You're warming up on it. I no, I said my voice is loud. I, I'm fucking talk loud. So I purposely <laughs> brought my voice, and I'm just not aware of it half the time. Yeah, a couple times Jessica would be checking him because Jessica was holding him and he'd be sleeping on Jessica, and then Sal would be him. Sal and I were talking. <laughs> I get excited, and, she, and she'd be like, "Shh, 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of doing that. I told you shushing guys, him all the time. I told you guys when I was a kid, my mom had my hearing checked. I don't know how many times because she thought I was. She thought I had bad hearing because I yelled all the time. <laughs> Dude, you don't talk that loud. It's I, I feel like it's you're not used that to it now. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's oh, what it maybe, is. Maybe. I'm just adjusted to you. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think, think we I brought our levels up. I, I feel result. like I'm a loud talker too. So yeah. like, you must be really loud. You are loud, but I don't think your voice is as piercing as mine. That, I think it's more that. I think you just have like a different sounding voice, yeah. <laughs> different frequency. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it, that throws that throws it off, and I think it throws because yeah. what I am noticing about Maximus right now is that we've kept him around lots of loud sounds, so it's awesome. You know, he, we could have TV blaring, people coming into the house, dogs barking, and he'll just be sleeping, right? But if a sound that he hasn't heard yet goes off, he will wake up, mm. and, or it will startle it's him because not familiar, maybe. Yeah, I've noticed that. Interesting. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting to see that it's not so if it's loud or not. It's like it's familiar or not is what will. Keep I love him. the way the dogs responded. Like there were a couple times when your boy <clears throat> cried a little bit, and the dogs immediately perk up and they walk over and see what's wrong. Yeah, it was so interesting to see that. Like yeah, they really, cool. they really care. They wanted to check on him. Yeah, He's a member of the pack. Well, yeah. especially especially seeing them in somebody else's hand because they were because normally they'll come over and they'll sit next to me, but they you could tell they were you know pawing at you a little bit, looking up and like wondering, okay, who's this holding? Holding protective. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I mean, so cool, right? Yeah. That's so awesome. No, That's why dogs are amazing. They've been great, yeah. man. I was really nervous um, just about how they were going to be. I thought you know they for eight years now, you know Bentley's eight and Mozzie's six. They've been our kids, and we spoil the shit of them, take them everywhere, and they're very needy dogs, uh, more needy than any other dog or pet I've ever had, and uh, to the point where they'll fight over you know who gets attention and shit. So I thought, man, when this when this kid comes, they're gonna be fucking a handful. To the point where I was hiring somebody to take them off for two hours a day and just go play with them, and spend time. But they were totally the opposite. They actually, the, they I've seen since the since Maximus has came there. Uh, they're calmer than they've ever been. Uh, like you said, they, they have this concern when he cries, uh, it doesn't get them all frantic. It actually just gets them concerned. They kind of come over and they sit, they're very docile around him. I could lay him on the ground and they're gentle with them. It's crazy. That's so great. Yeah, it's been That's awesome. why dogs are amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you know how a few episodes ago we were talking about, I don't know how the topic came up. We were talking about fast food and I was saying how in my memory, McDonald's French fries are the best in the ever. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't had anything McDonald's probably for 10 years. Well, so I was thinking about that episode this weekend. So I actually went through the drive through at McDonald's and got a, no. I got, yes, I did. You got sucked in. And I got a, I just got a small French fries because I'm like, you know what? Did you really? I did because. That's so yeah. great. Yeah. Like, was it like, a, are they as good as my memory it's like a tells dollar, me? Yeah, it was like two bucks or whatever. Yeah. But you know, it's like, yes, that's exactly what it is. Cause oftentimes you'll have a memory of something yeah. and the memory's better than the actual thing itself. Totally. So I'm like, let me test this out. I, you know, I'm eating healthy anyway, and it's a small fry. I want to see if it actually tastes as good as I remember it because I hadn't had them for like ten years. Guess what? Yeah, it's just as good as I remember. Uh, okay. They're they engineer the fuck out of those things. <laughs> oh my god, what do they do? <laughs> what do they do? I've never. Know. It's, it's a patented process. It's so, the uh, most, dude. I was eating it and I found myself eating it faster and faster. I was as I was eating it, I was like, this is the most hyper palatable thing. Well, I've it used ever to had be something face. to do with the way they salted them and actually the fat that they fried them in, right? Well, it used to be made in beef tallow, right? Yeah. I think that's. But what then they, they changed it. <laughs> And so now it's some weird chemical concoction. I have no idea. Yeah, because <laughs> vegans are really like, you know, Jones and for McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, dude, it, it was uh, – look at that. See, they have a whole science article on it he brought, he brought up, Doug. It's, um, it's the most palatable thing I've ever had. I could, I could totally see myself eating so many of them that I make myself sick. 
It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I got something crazy for you. So <laughs> I, I got something crazy. There's this, I was reading this article on uh, prices at like Best Buy and Target and how consumers can know like how good of it is. There's, so there's like this unwritten code amongst retailers on how they end. And, there, and there's, there's, a, there's a mathematical reason behind this. But if the price ends in 99, 92, 96, it, it signals something different about the product. And as a consumer, you can actually like figure this out. So for example, if the price ends in 92 cents, it's a one-time price drop, often below wholesale, incredible deal. If it's uh, 96 cents, adjusted price to beat the competitor, it's a good deal. If it's 99, full price or marginal markdown, bad deal. What? Uh, Where'd you read this? Yeah, it was in one of my. It was either Hustle or uh, Morning Brew. So this my, is ninety two is the ideal. Yeah. So it just it's just a thing that they do in the retail. So if you're at huh. Best Buy, you're at Target, and you see now, the, what if the difference between <clears throat> it's expensive, good deal, and it's really cheap is literally that the five cents or whatever? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, 99, I mean, it could be. Yeah. I mean, huh. it, it could be that, right? But I mean, it, it, I thought that was interesting that you could look at the end of the price and see that and see if it's a dude. I, I this is what I do. If I if I really be like, feel like being a cheap ass when I go to the store, I'll go to a store or like something immediately go on my phone. Yeah. Find it and on Amazon. It, yeah, yeah. And I'll just start. I'll just start comparing. Be like nope, got it on Amazon cheaper. There's an app for that, right? Where you can scan it. Scan it. You see, Amazon's doing the influencer thing now. Oh yeah, explain that. Yeah, they emailed me yesterday. So it's like a basically just a they're they're targeting influencers. I'm sure they saw the social media following or something, and then emailed me directly as I qualify as somebody who can do this. But I can set up my own basic landing page is all of my favorite things that I buy from Amazon, and then anybody that goes through that and buys, I'm getting a kickback. Yeah. And they have it. It's it's tiered. So the so you have to get an invite or something. Yeah, you have to. Well, you can apply. Mm -hmm. So if somebody who's hearing this right now and is curious, you know, that's do smart. They, yeah, and then you apply. No, it's brilliant. That's very smart. Especially Amazon. You know, I know we have that also with like things like. That's, um, I mean, it's, it makes it easy to monetize your following. If you're somebody who you know you don't want to create a product, you don't know what to do. You've got. 50,000 followers or whatever, and you want to say, hey, I want to see if I can monetize this. Yeah. Why not do something like that? They have way more products than skinny tea. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and that's the other that's thing. That's good. It's exactly true. Yeah. I mean, you, you can literally promote a trillion different you know, things. I No, I like it. I like it because, it, you know, hopefully, man, maybe we'll see this kind of transition with influencers right now because it is getting almost disgusting how many people that are just, they'll, they'll take on these these fit teas or supplement companies or whatever just comes their way because it's honestly the only people that are reaching out to them and asking them to advertise for them. But maybe if I could just talk about the things I already buy and like via Amazon, then I then I have some integrity. I could feel like, oh, cool, I'm promoting all the shit that I would buy anyways. It's on my list. Do you know what the what the commission is? I do. The, I have it written down somewhere. It's was not, it good or no? Yeah, it's, I mean, you're not, we're not, I mean, it's, it's not that appealing to us. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We have we have a product. We have something to ourselves that we've so created. So it's like if somebody has a following, they may well, they want to make an extra five hundred. Yeah, bucks a month yeah. Maybe I mean maybe I would do something like that if we didn't have Mind Pump and I didn't we didn't sell programs, we didn't do anything like that, and I was trying to monetize it and I didn't want to do. I mean, here's the thing: if that would have came around before Mind Pump came on, because before even Mind Pump started, I was already started getting people reaching out to me when I was competing, and and, the, and my Instagram was like at ten or twenty thousand followers or mm -hmm. whatever it was around there, and. It was mostly supplement companies, which mm -hmm. I you know, just like we've always talked about. I have no interest in, in promoting their bullshit or T-shirt companies, right? Mm -hmm. So I turned down all of that stuff. Now, if this existed then, like I I might have jumped on that. Like I, I I have no problem sharing with my people. Ask me all that stuff anyways. Like, oh Adam, where do you buy this or what do you like this or what's your favorite that? It's like 
well, fuck, if I can just drive everybody to a landing page on Amazon and the, with the direct hyperlinks to, I'm already using this, I, I do like it, and I'm making, you know, but the, the kickback isn't a lot. But mm -hmm. if the volume is there, I mean, if you got, and it's a cool product. It's an it, easy way to monetize. You're not going to make a ton of money, but, you know, if you want to make another 500 bucks a month, 1000 yeah, bucks I a see month. It's a smart move on their part. Yes, sure. I see it brilliant on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not, it's not for the people that are doing it. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to get rich off of doing that. I don't see, even if you had a massive following, the amount of traffic you'd have to be driving to Amazon. I mean, Amazon's going to love you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That means they're making a fuck ton of money if you're making any money at no, all. No, that's a, oh, that yeah. company, man. They're consistently just brilliant. And I think that's a brilliant move. No, Because you yeah. got a lot of people are going to jump on that. Oh, you know? very smart. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Mitch Lipson. Is it ever appropriate to train certain body parts for strength while training other body parts with higher reps and lower weight, or should your whole body be on the same style of training? You can actually do both. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever you're training your body, uh, there obviously we've talked about this on the show many times, you're sending a signal to your body to adapt and become better at what, you're, what the signal, signal is saying to do. Now, there are um, localized there is a localized adaptation effect that happens, and then there's a generalized or general um, uh, effect that happens in the body. So what does that mean? That means if I train my legs to be strong um, but not have a lot of endurance, so be good in the low rep ranges, I'm going to get a lot of that adaptation in my legs, but I'm going to get some adaptation for the rest of my body. Uh, if I train my lower body different than my upper body, I'll get a little bit less uh, of both, but I'll still get a lot of both. Um, so you can do this. Now, if you want to maximize one particular thing, like if you just want to be strong or you just want to have a lot of endurance, you're probably better off focusing your entire body uh, in that direction. But you can definitely train one or the other. I mean, they've done studies on this where they'll have one, you know, someone with the right arm train low reps, uh, you know, heavy weight and left arm train high reps. And what they find is the, train, the, the arm that trains with the high reps gets more endurance, the one with the low reps gets more strength. But if you train them both with low reps, both would get more strength. Or if you if you train both with high reps, both would get more endurance than if you had just done one or the other. Right. Do you guys ever do this yourself? Or do you? What, no, you it sounds confusing to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, just what like, are we doing here? It's like what you would do in a workout, which I, to me this actually happens all the time, and it's not like a planned thing. It's just that I'm, you know, sometimes there's exercises that. Uh, Today I, I'm I'm really want to train like heavy like and this tends to, it tends to look like this like squatting and deadlifting right uh, I'm I'm doing squats or deadlifts and I feel like running singles doubles triples or even like five by five type of a format and but then yet my arms uh, are due for hypertrophy training hmm. and so in that workout I you know I'm squatting five reps 
But then when I get over to tricep pushdowns and bicep curls, I'm doing 15 reps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I could see doing that with arms. I've been guilty of that, you know, doing yeah. gross, you know, motor movements and then like finishing up with some, oh, I got to get my arms involved and get some hypertrophy. Yeah. Right. Well, there's some body parts and exercises also just lend themselves better to uh, different styles of training. Yes. That's, and that's why, that's why I think that's a good point yeah. right there. There's, like, time, like there's one to two reps or three reps or even five reps for arms. It doesn't lend itself super well right yeah. so that's what i'm saying like when i'm running singles doubles or triples in like or in even five by fives for squatting and deadlifting i don't always mirror that with my arms mm-hmm. like it just I, just to me it's not as important for me to train and that's the, now that's not to say that i don't ever train really heavy bicep curls or skull crushers sure it's just less frequent that i do that because of the point that sal is making is they just they lend themselves better to you know eight reps 12 reps 15 Mm -hmm. reps super setting type of training Mm -hmm. and doing you know five skull crushers is just not as valuable now is it valuable every once in a while sure maybe every once in a while but if i'm lifting like that that's normally when i'm doing things like close grip bench press i might do five by five with that right mm-hmm. like that's a good that's a that's an upper body compound lift right and you'll yeah, even see that with with core too mm-hmm. like I, I would you train my abs and um you know train my obliques and everything else in uh, rotational stuff doing a little bit more of a higher rep sequence to that just because it lends itself better to that but there is also value again with dropping the amount of reps in that direction right. as well i just uh, i wouldn't <laughs> Be more inclined to do that, though. I'd be more inclined to do, you know, higher reps with arms or core for well, sure. Even in even in our programs, like if you look at Maps Anabolic, uh, Phase One is the classic low rep phase where you're focusing on kind of low rep, uh, you know, that grinding type of strength. But even there, when you look at the rep recommendations for like deadlifts, they're different than the rep recommendations for curls and, and, and for press downs. Um, although they're considered low reps, you're typically doing more reps for body parts and areas that low, low reps don't really do well with. And, and, then, and then vice versa, you know, deadlifts, for example. Can you do high rep deadlifts? You can. Do they lend themselves well to high reps? No, Mm-mm. they don't. Um, the, the risk of injury with, a, a, you know, doing sets of 15 or 20 reps on the deadlift, it's just really, really high. The fatigue starts to set in. Once your form starts to break down, um, you know, you tend to injure yourself. Uh, do high rep, you know, snatches and cleans, is that a good idea? Probably not. This is why I don't like, you know, sometimes the way CrossFit programs, you know, snatches and cleans and these kind of high rep for time, you know, right. fatigue-based type stuff. Like ladders. Yeah, they're exercises that once your form breaks down a little bit, you're looking at a high risk of injury. They tend to do better low reps, not maximal effort. You know, you do like, you know, three, four reps, stop, wait a little bit, you know, rest a minute or whatever and do it again. So you can definitely train this way. Now, I like to generally, though, keep clients in a general phase. I don't like to mix things up too much. And the reason is because I want to see how the body's responding to this particular rep range or this phase. I want to know what I'm doing and how it's working and how it's affecting the body. When I throw everything in the kitchen sink at the body, it's hard for me to decipher what's working where and how it's working. So when I phase people, it's typically, generally speaking, we're going to be in a phase of heavy training or we're going to be in a phase of higher rep training, or we're going to be in a mobility phase rather than mixing everything up so that today is low reps on this and higher reps here. Well, that's just, it's for teaching purposes. It's Mm -hmm. just like, I mean, and this is where I like using my sport analogies where you're training any sport. Uh, I like using basketball because I feel like there's so many different like moves on the court and learning like a a skill, like a crossover is a very valuable thing and can be thrown into the the game, in the game and, and make sense. 
but you want to practice that by itself, get really good at it, and then you learn to integrate it into the, the flow of the game. And so goes a, a sort of a dunk or some sort of a spin move. Like All these moves that you learn to do, like you want to you isolate it first, you want to practice it, you want to get good at it, you want to see the results that it, it gives you, and then you integrate it into the big picture of the game, right? So I think the same way with with when we're learning like ways of training like this, like absolutely you can have half of your exercises high rep, the other low rep, but there's value to phasing it first mm-hmm. so you can see how your body responds yeah. to it, what lends itself well. And then not, once you get the hang of that and you understand that, now, okay, now let's take some principles that I've learned from all this and learn how to integrate it into yeah. everyday life. Next question is from Ty Domingo. What is your opinion on Weight Watchers? Mm. You know, when I when when clients would go on Weight Watchers and come back and explain to me kind of the breakdown, the point system and whatnot, to me it seems like a more simplified, uh, an easier to follow version than counting macros uh, and calories. I think they've done a very good job with that. No, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's absolutely and what it highlights uh, in its simplicity is that this just shows you that a majority of people over consume under report and and they have simplified that process better than anybody it's the reason why they're one of the best at it they were one of the best at taking something that it seems to be really complex for the average person and simplifying the shit out of it that makes it so easy that all people have to do is know oh if it falls in this category it's three points it falls in this category it's two points it's this one i can have a total of 27 points a day and so as long as i stay at my number or lower i'm going to lose weight they've nailed their demographic they have in terms of like people who have been eating just processed food and shit forever and to get them to be able to then transition into a, a better healthier way to kind of at least start to address uh you know their food intake that's like you know that's a great bridge to get them you know on a better path but from there that's where i start to have issues oh i have i have a lot of issues with it i think it's fucking terrible yeah. i just but i think it's brilliant at the same time so yeah. that's i mean there's difference when i when i say brilliant i think of the business side yeah brilliant from the the, the way they've created it, the way they structured it they've hit the masses for a consumer they've made it super easy right now for the the client here's the problem with it is when all you're looking at it's like it's a even Worse version of IIFYM. That's what it is. Yeah. What can I fit in my my points? Right. At least at least IIFYM makes you count proteins, fats, and carbs. Like they don't even and fiber. Like they tell you to pay attention to, but they don't even tell you to pay attention to that. Well, they're starting to. They're starting to emphasize on you want to eat these, you want to eat that. But you're right. They they simplify it so much that what people end up doing is yeah. yeah, What people here's let me tell you. I I don't care what they're presenting and saying. Just like IFYM. Okay, this is what happened. Just like the same the same thing. I don't care what they're presenting. I care about what the majority and how they use it, which I have the experience in. I've had the clients that follow IFYM. I've had the clients that follow Weight Watchers. And what a majority of them do is they know their point system. They know what they can be at 27, whatever the number is. And as long as they're under that, they're they're good. And so what ends up happening is they find these treats and things they love that are high on the points, but they can find a way to fit it in there. And Weight then, Watchers makes a lot of them. Yeah. You know, they yes. make a lot of these treats that'll, oh, this is only three points. You can eat this. And we made this bar. That's whatever. No, I get it. And here's the thing. I think it's a good stepping stone. I really do. I think it's a good stepping stone because it simplifies understanding caloric intake uh, and energy, you know, energy expenditure. So teaching a client to count macros and calories, it can be more difficult. There's, you have to count three macros, proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, right? With points, it's general, it's easy, 
very easy to follow. But don't get stuck there. If you get stuck there, I mean, you're going to have to, just like having to count calories your entire life, you have to count points for the rest of your life. How is that a long-term approach? It's not. At some point, you, you, you want to get to the place where you go about your day and you just eat. And you make good choices because you want to make good choices. Now, it sounds easy, but it's not. It's hard to get there. There are stepping stones to get there. But if you get stuck in this Weight Watchers point system or counting macros, that is not a good place to be. It's not a long-term approach. It's actually quite stressful to stay there all the time where you're always adding things up. You're always counting. You're always watching what you eat from that type of a perspective. Um, it's not very good. It's funny. I, I do these, uh, these these sales trainings and presentations for trainers, and I talk about the four stages of learning. And in order to communicate it well to the trainers, I talk about nutrition because when you're talking about sales to trainers, oftentimes they don't want to hear it. But if you talk about nutrition or training, they're all they're 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 all open. They want to hear what you have to say. And when you're teaching a client about nutrition, you have to take them through the four steps or the four stages of learning. The first stage is where most people are, which is unconscious incompetence. They just don't know that they don't know. And this is where a lot of us were when we first started looking at our nutrition. We just didn't know what we didn't know. Then once you start to dive in a little bit, you realize, oh my gosh, there's a lot of things I don't know. I don't know much about protein and what has protein in it. I don't know much about carbohydrates and what has carbohydrates or fats or or micronutrients or any of that. So then you move to the second stage, which is unconscious competence, your, your, or, or excuse me, uh, uh, conscious incompetence. You're aware that you don't know things. You're just now, now you're there like, okay, I don't know things. I know I don't know things. I need something to teach me how to move on. Then you get to stage three, which is conscious competence, which is Weight Watchers. Now, conscious competence is consciously being aware of the things that you're trying to do. But if you get stuck there, that's a terrible place to live because you don't. You never get to the fourth stage, which is unconscious competence. So when we think about things that we do unconsciously that we're competent at, breathing, walking, talking, those are all things that we're competent at doing. But we don't have to sit there and, and like figure out. Like imagine if you had to think about walking every time you walked. It would be mm-hmm. very robotic and very difficult. Or if you had to think about breathing every time you took a breath. Well, if you have to think about your nutrition. Every single time you take a bite where I need to figure out the calories, the macros, the points, whatever, that's a very stressful place to be. You'll never get to the fourth stage. So I like Weight Watchers as a stepping stone, but it's not a destination. Like If you get stuck there, you're going to be – it's not long-term. And, and I'm pretty sure the statistics will show it helps people lose weight, but how many people stay there long-term and, and forever? I think it's yeah. it's not that good. Next question is from Honestly Haley. How would you apply your MAPS programs to children or teens? It's been a while since we've talked about this, like which programs that we have that would lend themselves best to to teens. Starter. Right. Starter, Prime, or uh, yeah, even anywhere. I'd say anywhere too. Yeah, Starter and anywhere would be the best. Starter in particular because Starter has dumbbells in it. um, And, you know, Physio Ball, it, it teaches them basic resistance training exercises and techniques, I think it would be the most appropriate for, for, for children or, or for teens. It doesn't require a lot of equipment. I think you just need a physio ball and dumbbells, right, and body. Now sure, that but these days, too, with, uh, you know, postural uh, issues and, and just, you know, day-to-day things where kids now are just on their phones and they're on their, you know, iPads and, like, sitting a lot more, not doing any kind of free play outside. This is where I want to check that with, with Prime and see, like, you know, how, what, what I'm working with and mechanically and how I can then take that and build something upon yeah. it. Now, that being said, you, I mean, 
technically the kids can go through everything, right? They can. As I mean, long as they can do it. Totally. Right. So uh, I think starter and anywhere are great places to start them at and see. And the thing that you're watching for if you're a parent and you're taking your kids through is their mechanics, right? Like you, 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 if your kid is all over the place, which is more common than not. So that, I think that's the important thing to, to understand here is that, you know, at that age, they're, they're still learning proprioception, like the understanding the, how to control their body in space is... Yeah, you ever have a kid do an overhead dumbbell press? Yeah. He's you got to stand there so you don't drop it on their own head. Yeah, they're Even all... Even if it's light. Right. They're all... Exactly. It's not a, it's not a strength thing. It's it's them them understanding how to move in space. Like they're still still learning that. It process. reminds me of like when a, when you first get a dog, and you know dogs grow real fast. Yeah, and they're clumsy. Yeah, so like a year old dog is like pretty damn big, but they're big old clumsy yeah. puppies. That's what it's like with kids and teenagers. They're just not aware of their bodies, and you hand them weights, tell them to do a bench press, even if they can handle the weight. It's like the bed, the bar yeah. wants to fly a little right. Bit. So that's, that's why I wait on the weights and the you know until they yeah they do get that that body awareness and they've really established the you know that they they know where they are in space they know like how to grip hard they know how to tighten certain areas of their body that's all super important. And now some kids get this and to me like I, I don't know I guess the, the trainer in me it's really obvious when I see this and I can yeah. even see I see this in kids sports sure. I can see a kid who's playing you know a ten year old kid who's playing in sports and I could tell you if I could take that kid and I could take him in the gym and train him like a, like a real athlete just by the way he moves on the soccer field or on the basketball field you can just tell by the way their awareness their mm -hmm. their awareness in space is very controlled and it, it has intent every move they get left right versus the kid who's kind of like Sal saying kind of moving like the puppy stumbling its way that kid is going to reflect the same way inside the gym he's still learning that how to move in space correctly that kid I'm for sure spending a lot of time and starter and anywhere to get that foundation laid but if you got a kid who is just like you could show them a move and it's like precise and the the way they move is looks more like an adult athlete or like a a young adult athlete man that that kid could probably pick things up in the gym really quick and could be running through anabolic performance and a lot of the programs and could be lifting weights normal you, you see these but they're rare you, you you do so i i used to enjoy it was my second favorite demographic was training uh kids and teens the biggest issue was really this was if a kid shows interest in something, you don't need to push them to do anything, and it's easy. Mm -hmm. It's when the kids don't show any interest, right. which is most of the time. Like, It's quite rare for a kid or a teen or a young teen to be like, I want to lift weights. Like, I want to work out in the gym. For The vast majority of them think it's totally boring. Now, there was one. I remember one kid, uh, when I had my studio, it was next to uh, this uh, coffee shop um, that sold breakfast and you know, made breakfast, a lot of stuff. And the owner's kid was this little guy, he liked to skateboard, but he would always, when I would do my workout at noon, because I used to work out at noon over there, he'd always stop and stare through the window. And he was like, I don't know, 10 years old, and he'd watch and just watch. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I bet this kid is like into like, he wants, because he was kind of a small kid, I'm like, I bet he thinks about trying to build muscle and get stronger. So one day I went out there, I'm like, you want to come inside and watch? And he's like, yeah. And he's the, he was the son of the owner of, of next door. He was super into it. Now this kid started working out all, all on its own, all, his own. He was super into it or whatever. That's super rare. Most kids, they come in, they don't want to work out. So one of the biggest keys to getting your to getting these kids to work out is to kind of make it short and mm -hmm. enjoyable. Yeah. You want to create basically what, I'm, what I was trying to do more than trying to get this kid to become super strong or super athletic. My goal was to develop a good relationship with the gym. Like If I could get this kid to enjoy showing up 
to come work out with me and have a good relationship with it, the odds that they'll choose to exercise as adults is much higher. Just like anything when you're a kid. Like if you have a good experience doing anything as a kid, when you become an adult, this is why I like a lot of kid, like a lot of friends that I have, for example, I have friends that grew up uh, in religious households where they prayed before dinner, but they had a good relationship. And then as they grew up, they stopped doing it. But then they had kids and they had a good relationship with it. And so they started doing it again themselves. And I'm thinking when I'm training these kids, my goal is to create a really good relationship with exercise. They enjoy it in here. We have a lot of fun. We do exercises that are challenging, but I'm making it enjoyable. Then my, the odds of them doing it long-term are rather than what I think a lot of people do, and you see this especially with dads, yeah. is they'll get their, their sons or daughters and they'll like make them work out and do it and fuck oh, it. Yeah. And then forget it. That kid's not going to want to work out yeah, when they're I, on their own. I go back and forth with it because I personally don't uh, – I, I don't like giving kids a lot of structure in terms of like, you know, a whole workout plan and protocol where they have to do, you know, these certain exercises. Like I, I pretty much – when I used to train kids too, it was it was based off of like what was interesting for that day, and then we would go through and I'd teach them certain things they wanted to learn, um, and even if, I mean, like it was all about like trying to convey like the best mechanics in those movements, but also trying to find what really like drove them, uh, and, and whether it was climbing, whether it was like pulling something, pushing something, you know, trying to find those opportunities to, uh, you know, reinforce like mm-hmm. you're saying like a, a good relationship with those exercises. But also just exposing them to more options. Like there's all kinds of different movements out there. There's all kinds of different sports, different ways you can remain active. And that's really what is the most necessary, you know, for those crucial stages uh, all the way through, you know, childhood into teens. And then we start specializing. We start honing in on those things and, and, and really, you know, train with more of a laser focus. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of myths around training kids too. Like there's a myth that it just won't die. It needs to die that lifting weights will stunt a child's growth. Right. And this was based off of that, you know, children have growth plates in between their bones. And if you damage the growth plate, the bone won't grow anymore. The amount of weight uh, and force that would be, uh, that's required to damage these growth plates is far higher than the strength that the child will possess. Yeah. You, so don't, you don't need to be doing PRs with your, your 10 year old. Even but. if they did, they <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be strong enough to lift something that would damage them enough to cause a stunting growth. So, no, your, your kid's not going to stunt their growth, they're not going to become tighter. They're not going to do anything. If they train properly, uh, all benefits. That's all they're going to see is benefits. There's there's no negatives at all if everything's done appropriately. Next question is from the Maple Leaf Man. How did each of you meet your partners, and how has your impression of them changed from when you met them to now? Hmm. How did we meet our partners? <laughs> are you talking about business partners or personal? No, I think personal. We've told our stories how we've met like, yeah. A, yeah. a million times. Yeah. Katrina and I have kind of a, a, a funny story on how we met. She was actually uh, dating or seeing one of my trainers. So that's the very first time I even met her or knew who she was. Damn, did you steal her from the trainer? No, I didn't. Okay. No, it wasn't until way late. It was you just fired like, him real was, quick? Yeah, it was like over a year uh, when her, because at that time I had a girlfriend and uh, I saw her like maybe two times come in and she was, and this was actually a, a, a good trainer friend of mine and uh, said nothing but incredible things about her. He was also between another, he ended up marrying the other girl that he was he was talking to back and forth. And so it, it worked out the way it was supposed to for him. Um, but I remember him always really, really saying, speaking highly of her. Now, she would, he would recommended her to me business first. So I had a girlfriend at that time. 
he wasn't dating her anymore, but he had I'd met her before, and he said she has a massage business and a massage school, and they if she can't help you, then she'll know who can help you. And at that time, I was running the medical marijuana clubs, and we were looking for a a service where a you know massage clinic person would come in and do like a chair massage for my people waiting in the lobby. But we were getting so much traffic that I always had like. 10 people waiting in the lobby to come in. And so we were trying to think of ways to make it more enjoyable. Yeah. Make it enjoyable. Yeah. So, and this is actually how I got into vending machines. I also had like soda machines that were in there so they could drink sodas and they can get massages. And that was just kind of like another way that I was monetizing. So she, I, I reach out to her, uh, we meet and, uh, we start business together. So basically I had contracted her out for the two facilities that I was running and they would come in uh, every Friday and they would do uh, share massages all day long for our clients. So it was great. It was great for our business. It was a great relationship with her and I. That's how we met. And uh, we, I, she was in a relationship at that time. I was in a relationship. So it was completely business. And Now, were there any any sparks and your attraction? Not really. Purely to, business. Yeah, not really, to be honest. What I, and this is what's so unique about Katrina is I, I fell in love with her reverse of how I've fallen in love or, you know, dated in the past, which, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, many of the relationships have been very superficial. I see someone who's gorgeous, beautiful, then I talk to them and then I end up liking who they are and then it works out. She was the opposite. Like I wasn't looking for anybody. I wasn't looking at her in that way. Uh, business we were meeting and I'm like, man, I really like this girl, like just as a person. And so we became really close. I'd share actually a lot of stuff going on in my relationship at the time. And she would share stuff, uh, was going on in her relationship. And we had this really cool platonic relationship. I shared a lot about what I was reading at that time. So I know she was kind of scaling her business. I was scaling the business that I was doing. Now, did she like you? Now that you obviously guys are together, did she ever tell you that she liked you back then too? No, in fact, she used to talk about, so I guess all the massage girls would fight over who would get to massage. So part of the deal that I worked out that- you got a massage. That I got got massages every week, right? So Of course. So part of the deal, was was that and they you know there's quite a few that a massage therapist that worked there and and she later on is telling me this that oh yeah the girls used to all I'm gonna massage them. no let me massage they would fight over who gets to massage me type of deal and she would always be like I can't believe you guys are into him he's like she would talk shit like oh, that's hilarious yeah yeah she would talk shit right so she wasn't even so she that, that's what she claims right so she claims that she and then she never massaged me so she was always the boss right so. Uh, she was never massaging me. It was always the people that worked for her. But that was like what was said uh, from her. So she really wasn't looking that way at all. And it just kind of all played out where I ended up, uh, our relationship ended, the one that I was in uh, after two years. And she was coming out of a relationship at the same time. And I invited her out to something. And and she hates that I tell this fucking story. But I love the story. I, it, it really... It does for for me. It's it's it was one of the most uh, impressionable times ever as far as a, a woman making an impression on me, like first time going out or hanging out. And uh, we had just hit a milestone in the business, and Sal or Sal, <laughs> Mark, and I uh, were going to take uh, the limo out, and we're going to take the limo to San Francisco. We had got uh, bottle service already lined up, uh, and we have I think we've rented two tables up there or uh, reserved two tables. And so we were, and this limo is a 20 person limo. So we're like, okay, we're going to load the limo up and we're going to head up here and have a good time. And of course, uh, the goal of Mark and I is to load the limo up with mostly girls and then myself and him, right? And so we do that. And I go, you know what? Like, good odds. I'm going to invite 
Katrina. And but I really liked her and I, I had a lot of respect for her. And when I invited her, I wanted her to know that I also invited two other girls that I knew um, liked me and uh, liked me a lot and were coming after me. And I hadn't done anything with either one of them, but I knew that they for sure would. So be. you set yourself up like the bachelor. Totally. <laughs> right. You guys can all fight. I know. And I'll it, give you the rose. As, as douchebaggy as it probably sounds to a lot of girls that are probably rolling their eyes right now, it was a very memorable moment for me because for me, I went into that night just wanting to have a good time. And I'm also a guy who's comfortable in being in situations like that where it's just like, hey, I'm being very upfront and honest with everybody and I'm just wanting to have a good time. We're taking care of everybody who's coming out. Like, There's no expectations on my part. Um, but I'm bringing Katrina along, and I know I'm bringing her into this situation. And most of the other girls all kind of know each other, so Katrina doesn't know anybody. And I invite her, but when I invite her, I tell her. And I say, hey, you know, uh, I want to know if you want to come out. We're going to San Francisco, this, that. And she's like, oh, wow, sounds like a great time. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. And I said, hey, I, I, I need to tell you, though, that I am, I'm inviting you to come with me, and I would love for you to have a good time. Uh, but I, I'm also inviting some other girls. I know there's two girls that are there. I know both those girls are interested in me um, and that you'll be in a situation like that. Are you okay with that? And she kind of laughed and she didn't say anything. And then she goes, why did you tell me that? I said, I don't know. I just have a, I, I respect you and um, I didn't want you to be uncomfortable and, uh, and I didn't want that to happen. I'd rather just be upfront about uh, the situation you're walking in. And she just didn't say anything. And then that night, we went out and and what happened or what I expected to happen did, which was the the two other girls were very aggressive. They were always all over me and stuff. And Katrina didn't ever let it bother her. She would dance with me for a while and then go off and do her own thing. And then the other girls would be dancing with me and we were in the limo and the other chicks are hanging all over me. And Katrina's talking to everybody else, including them inside there. And I was just so uh, intrigued by her and by that, that she could be in an environment like that. And not allow, and you know, I, some some girls like try to to put a front on, like they're all confident like that. But you could always still feel it. You know, oh yeah, I'm, I would be cool. I'd be cool with that. But then you could still see the way they act. They still they still play the game, like hard to get, or acting like it doesn't bother them, but it really bothers them. Like nah, Katrina was talking to the girls, hanging on to me. She was talking to other people. She was doing her own thing. When she was talking to me, she's being normal. Like, and it was just, it was such an attractive quality uh, about her that it made me ask her out again and then the rest is history but that's how we met and she hates that I share and tell that story <laughs> but it's true it's what made me really fall for her because I thought that was so attractive that it was I her could, confidence right right, right. Yeah. it was so unbelievably confident yeah. totally yeah I'll go ahead yeah it's fine um, <laughs> <laughs> follow that one up uh, yeah I I met uh, I met Courtney she was actually I think my fourth or fifth cold call and uh, I went. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, gonna, uh, yeah. you, it sounds uh, like you cold call girlfriend. Yeah, ring, I ring, just ring. I do that. Like, hey, you want to be my girlfriend? Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Will uh, you marry me? Yeah, yeah. Wow, it worked the fifth time. Um, no, there was this log at at the gym, and I was a brand new trainer. I don't. I think I'd been there for maybe like a year, and then um, no, probably less than that because I got I got right to the phones to try and get build up my clientele, and uh, so anyways, like I caught her. She was like in the middle of like shopping for something at like uh, some like men's warehouse for some coat for her job, whatever. Anyways, I got her in and uh, I mean, there was an, there was an immediate attraction on my end, not nothing from her. So that was, that was interesting to me. So right away first. you were like, oh, cause I was damn. a pretty confident guy. Like I had, 
you know, I had had dated, you know, in the past, like uh, she kind of fit my profile in terms of like blonde, hot, you know, my 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 type. Anyways, and so I was like trying to like throw my game at her and everything, and nothing back. And I mean, granted, this is the time period where I came back from Chicago, and I was like a little fluff. You know, I was I was not like at my best physical condition. And I was bending over to grab some form and, and come back and try and like do this whole thing where like, hey, you have five sessions, you know, you want to work these out, whatever. And uh, I guess I was like totally sporting like butt crack. And she saw <laughs> it that. Was, it, it was, was the like cakes, laughing. bro. The cake sold her. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she has this vivid memory of like me like she's bending like, over. She's like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> like, like with disgust. Right. And so anyways, I, I somehow close her on like coming in and like working with me. And, you know, we had this like funny rapport. Like she's just very sarcastic and, and she could like, she can take a joke and she's just, anyway, like I just had this very attractive quality where, you know, I could talk shit with her the whole time we were training and she would like, like refuse to do certain exercises and it threw me off. I'm like, what? Like, like she's like, no, I don't jump. Like, no, come up with something else. Like she would say shit like that. And like, I would give her this whole meal plan. I spent like hours, a couple of days. Cause I was like, I got to show this girl. Like I'm, I'm the best trainer ever, you know? And like I put all this work into it. And then she's just like, I'm not going to stick with this. This is stupid. And she like threw it in the garbage. <laughs> no, she yes, dude. She was like, totally. <laughs> she was like spicy. You know, like I was like, Oh, like what is with this girl? Like what's her problem? You know? And so I, I guess love I, her. Yeah. It was just like, really like it's, she just consumed my thought, you know? And, uh, and she at the time had, was dating this guy who was just, you know, some guy who uh, wasn't treating her very well and all that. And I was like, and so, and she would talk about it every now and then about how she couldn't go out. She couldn't do all these things. Like he was very like, uh, you know, would, would manage and watch everything she did. And she did, like, she wasn't even supposed to be training with a guy. Like this is how controlling this guy was. And so in her phone, she had me as Justina. And so that was like the code. I was Justina forever uh, in her phone when I would call her and, and text and see where she was for appointments. But I kept re-signing her and we kept this thing going for quite a bit. And then it became a thing where I was like, okay, this is getting unprofessional. Like I, I have feelings for this girl, whatever. And so I, I ended up uh, passing her along to another trainer, this girl that was working there, just so I could, I could watch and monitor a little bit, you know, <laughs> so she was still in-house. Uh, and uh, so it, it was just one of those things where I just, I was like, I just was so confident at some point it was going to work out. You know, I just I was just adamant that this is the one. I don't know what it was. How was the first date? How did you ask her out on the first date? I date? asked her out like a, a billion times. Like uh, I I was just I was like shameless about it. Like we it was funny because we were like re-signing for one time and like she was like going up to uh to the counter and like we were like we just closed the deal and we we're coming up there and I'm like I'm like so we should just probably go get lunch right now. You know, like where are you going right now? Where are you going? <laughs> and she's like. I, I can't do that. I have a boyfriend, you know, and she'd like leave. And I'm like, that's not, that's never going to last, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I would just kept throwing it at her like seeds, you know? And like, anyways, it, it just wore her down. Yeah. It wore her down after a while. <laughs> and and uh, I ended up, I ended up dating somebody else and I was dating a few other girls. Like just because I was just, ah, like I, I was so obsessed with her that I had to like, like go somewhere else and like do like, just get this out of my head. And I was dating this girl at the time and I was actually at this girl's house. And then I get a text message like, Hey, 
you know, like, what are you doing right now? Like we should hang out or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, what, where have you been? And it, it became a thing where I, 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 I tried to play hard to get at that point and I was throwing it back at her and it was this weird, like back and forth. And then I finally solidified a date. And what do we go see? We go see, uh, what's that one horror movie? The one, uh, Hills have eyes. That's the movie you took. The Hills your Have Eyes was our first date, oh and it was like the worst. Like that's like mutants. Like there's like mutants like raping each other. And oh it was like God. it was like awful. I wanted to walk out, but what I was like, "This is our choice. first date." So yeah, that was her idea too. So I throw that back at her. Uh, but yeah, it was it, it was this really funny kind of dynamic we had. And Where, did you kiss her on her first date, or did you have to? Was that yeah, I did. I first did. date. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, come on. Well, you've been working with her for a year. Trust me, that was like. The golden goose, you know, it's like I, you, just, you wore her down. Yeah, yeah, broke it down. <laughs> but then she ghosted me for a few weeks after that, and because uh, I guess she was still tying things up with her ex boyfriend or whatever. And I found this out later. Gotta get your CDs back. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so anyway, but yeah, then I finally won her over completely, and you know, the rest is history. But it was, it was just, it was a really funny dynamic that we had, uh, you know, the, the entire time where. I just I was so confident that I was it was going to be a thing. I didn't even think twice about it. Wow, that's a great story. All right, so the first time I met Jessica, so this is after I had sold my studio. We were doing Mind Pump, and we had all decided we're going to do Mind Pump full-time. And so I was in the process of transitioning full-time. The first thing I had to do was sell my studio, and then the second thing I had to do was transition all my long-term clients. Many of them were with me for 12, 13 years off to new trainers or whatever. So I was still training people at my old studio, um, but I had sold it to another trainer. So I'm still training people there. And this is also the tail end um, of my marriage. Uh, we, my, at the time, I, my wife and I, I knew it, we were done. We'd known we were done probably for, I don't know, a few years before this period of time. So it's, it's been, and that's the thing, long-term marriages, when people finally make the, like get divorced, it's, you're looking at five years worth of, work till you get to that point. And we were pretty much done. I'm like, I'm, I, I, we're, we're, I'm going to, I'm going to leave and we're not going to, you know, we're going to try and make this work uh, apart or whatever. So I'm training clients doing mind pump. My wife and I are pretty much separated at this point. And the new trainer that owns the the gym brings on new trainers, right? Cause she's trying to fill it up with new, new, new bodies or whatever to build a business. And I come in one day and there's this girl sitting at the front desk, um, reading intently and I don't remember what book she was reading but it was something it was something obscure um and she had glasses on and she's kind of reading and so that right right away I'm kind of intrigued like who's this new person and and what's this big book that she's reading <laughs> yeah so it's not like okay magazine yeah you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying it's like a scientific so journal. I'm like oh I'm like hey I'm, oh. uh, so I introduce myself and I say <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. oh my god sorry dictionary so I'm like hey I'm like hey you know and you know what's your name my name is Sal whatever and she you know she introduces herself and now at this point because I'm already in the process of of you know separation and getting a divorce I honestly, and here's the funny thing, the the you know three four years leading up into this point, 
I would fantasize about being divorced and then being a bachelor. Like, oh, I'm going to date all these women. I'm going to be on my own. Like, this is whatever. I'm going to be free. Be hanging out with Dan Bilzerian. Yeah. But the reality is, once you start to go through that process, at least for me. You're so exhausted. You don't want to do anything. I don't want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Dating somebody was the last thing on my mind. I don't care who you are or whatever. You could have thrown women at me. I would have. I just had no interest. It was a very difficult, depressing time for me. It almost destroyed me. So I had no interest at all. And so. I meet Jessica for the first time. Now, looking back, I can totally acknowledge that I thought she was absolutely stunning. I think she's absolutely gorgeous, but I couldn't acknowledge it. I wasn't in that space. So I just remember meeting her and immediately just being intrigued by her. So after I would, you know, train my sessions, she would be in there sometimes reading or she'd be at, you know, outside trying to talk to potential clients or whatever. And I walk up to her and, and, and I think I was having a conversation with one of my clients about nutrition and she would kind of, she kind of overheard it. My client leaves and she starts to debate me about nutrition. I think it was about carbs and her her and I are going back and forth. And this girl was like, I mean, she was very strong with her opinion and very, uh, she was debating in a very intelligent way, but not backing down. And I'm a very confident kind of overpowering person. So we're going back and forth. And I remember after we were done, I'm like, man, you're very opinionated. And she got offended by that. Like, excuse me. And I'm like, no, no, that's a good thing. I said, you have strong opinions. I like the way you were arguing your side. I said, I think I'm right, but I like the way <laughs> you were arguing your side. She thought I was like total cocky, right? So then I took her phone and I'm like, you, you should listen to my podcast. I said, let me see your phone. So she gave me her phone. I take her phone from her hand and I automatically subscribe her to Mind Pump. This was actually my strategy. Oh this my was, God, this is what we were all doing back then. I remember was, that. We are yes. first starting out. This was my strategy. This is how I got people to listen. <laughs> I, I almost forgot that we used to do this. Yeah, In fact, so we used funny. to hold each other accountable that when you go work out, your job was to grab five, five phones, phones and put them on Mind Pump. Subscribe yeah. them. So I did that. I took her phone and I subscribed her to Mind Pump and I'm like, check out my, my podcast. <laughs> So she started listening to Mind Pump and she started she became a fan. She really liked what we talked about. And so when she would be in the gym, I would just talk to her here and there or whatever. So this is maybe like maybe a month. Um a month into knowing her or whatever. And we weren't like super good friends. She would text me every once in a while a, 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 a you know, a question about exercise or you know, like what's going on in the studio tomorrow, but nothing major. Like again, remember my mental state is I had no intentions of talking to anybody or anything. So then fast forward, I finally, we make the decision. I move out. I move out of the house. We're totally done. Um, and I come to the studio and I don't remember what I came to the studio for, but it was late at night. I was staying with my brother at the time and Jessica just happened to, uh, end a date. So she was, came off a date and for some reason, and I asked her about this now and she said she didn't know. She just wanted to stop by the studio to see if anyone was there. It was like nine o'clock at night. So she comes in, I'm there. And the first thing I tell her is like, well, I just, I, I just, and then she didn't know that I had all these troubles beforehand because I didn't know her well enough. It wasn't like I shared my life with her or anything like that. So I told her, I said, oh, I said, it's crazy. You just came in here. I said, I literally just left my house. I said, we're, you know, we're getting a divorce or whatever. And she's like, oh, man. so we had this one, this great conversation. But again, it was totally mutual. We're just friends. And so from that point on, she would come into the gym and she asked me if she could watch me train people. And ask questions, and I said absolutely because she wanted to learn to be a new trainer. I had now built that authority because she had listened to the podcast, so she thought to herself she could learn some things. And so what ended up happening is she would stay there all day while I'd training clients, and I'd find myself magnetized to this woman. And again, I'm not acknowledging what it is. I just know that I want to talk to her all the time. So then maybe I don't know a few weeks into that, 
I'm at my brother's house and I invite the owner of the studio and Jessica over to hang out with my brother. And it was going to be this totally mutual thing. The owner of the, the, the studio, she had her partner, her girlfriend, long term. I'm friends with them. Jessica and I, totally platonic. So I invited them over. Well, last minute, the owner of the studio uh, 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 flaked, couldn't come. So, uh, you know, Jessica and I are on text and she's like, hey, Megan says she can't make it anymore. I'm like, ah, well, that kind of, you know, that kind of sucks. I'm like, well, if you want, you can come over anyway. She's like, all right, cool. I'll come over. So she comes over and she's hanging out with my brother and I, and we're just chilling there and we're getting into, you know, we're having kind of the, the surface level conversation that I fucking hate. And it real quick got deep. Like right away, we're talking about crazy shit, getting real deep about all kinds of different subjects. My brother's like, it was funny because he was getting in the conversation, but immediately, I think he could tell that he wasn't in the conversation anymore. It was just her and I. So he just <laughs> like, like, I gotta go. Yeah, no, he just went off and started watching TV or whatever. And her and I are just having this crazy conversation. Next thing I know, it's like three o'clock in the morning. My brother's asleep. He went to bed. And her and I are just, she's sitting on the, on the, on the couch. And I'm having this really deep conversation. And I'm asking her like, what would you like? How did you grow up? And what would you do if you had all the money in the world? And she asked me, what would you do if you had all the money in the world? And I said, oh, well, gosh, you know, I've had these ideas for these nonprofit organizations. She's like, me too. And we start getting, and then right away, I first acknowledged, oh shit, I like this girl. Like, like at three o'clock in the morning, I've been talking to her for five hours. I'm super, super into her. And then I acknowledged it for the first time. Like, oh shit, I like her. I stopped right there. And then I, said something like, oh, I should go to bed because I did not want to get into any kind of a relationship with anybody. I was just got divorced. I'm like, fuck no, I'm not in that space. So she leaves and I'm laid there in bed and I literally thought about her the entire time and I thought to myself like, I'm not going to text her anymore. I can't. I can't be in the situation. So I try to sleep, try to sleep. 8 a.m. I get up, I look at my phone and she texted me. And she was just like, hey, you know, it was nice hanging out, whatever. So then from that day on, we just kind of hung out. And then there was one period where we went on a date. This was maybe like a few days later. We went on a date to a restaurant and we're sitting there talking. And I think that's when she realized, because she was also in that same position. She didn't want to date anybody. She didn't want to go out with anybody. She had just gotten divorced a couple years earlier. But we're sitting there and I think she got kind of weird for a second and she's like, we're just friends, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're just friends. No, we weren't just friends. That, that, <laughs> I mean, that was, that, that was it. Like we were, we were completely enamored with each other. And I'd never experienced anything. It was like being on the craziest drug I've ever been on. Do you remember when the first time that you admitted to her and told her that you liked her? Oh, my God. It was like I had at that point, I had, I had felt like this ridiculous magnetism to her. And I think we were at my brother's house. Uh, this was after we had that date and we're sitting there and we're talking and I'm like, and I told her, I'm like, I, I have to be honest with you. I'm like, just magnetized to you. I don't know what it is. I'm just so incredibly attracted to you. And I said, but it's more than just, I think you're attractive. I'm just very attracted. I was very, very honest. And she said the same thing back to me. And it was just this super powerful, powerful thing. Um, that I couldn't overcome, and that was it. And, and 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 it was at that point that I could finally allow myself to acknowledge that I was all the things physically attracted to her, mentally stimulated by her, like everything. And then it was just 
fucking fire from there. And I, like I said, it was like a drug. It was crazy. We would literally lay in bed next to each other and we'd look at each other and just talk and we'd do it for, I wasn't sleeping. There was no sleep. It was like I was up all night and then I'd come and we'd record podcasts and I was just in this crazy, crazy state and it's been awesome. But the circumstances that surround our relationship were far from perfect. I was just getting divorced. She had to then learn how to live with, you know, kids part-time and all that stuff. But it's been it's been awesome ever since. But at, at that point, I, I and I told her this many times, I know what they write songs about now. I remember telling her that many times. Like when people write songs about falling in love, and I used Damn. to listen to them. And be like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what they mean now. Oh, you know God. what I mean? Really crazy. That's the line yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. <laughs> and with that, you can find love you, girl. All, all of our guides, <laughs> all of our free guides uh, at mindpumpfree.com. Um, we have a new guide on there. It's a hard gainer guide. If somebody that struggles with building muscle and putting on weight, um, you want to read this guide. It's free, but it'll instruct you on what you need to do to get your body progressing in the muscle building arena. You can also find us all on Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs> <laughs>